Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast experience where we talk about the show and each other. You are on your best behavior. I am. I'm trying to do a good intro that, for that our may guest be today. One of the best you've ever done. Sweet. It is such a low bar to cross to, really, to get a pass. Just getting out the words in order is already a pass, <laughs> and I've already usually failed that. But I feel like all of this right now causes me to fail the intro. Is that fair? And now it's terrible. Oh, jeez. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I am Robert Chan. And we are not joined by Gina Ippolito in this episode here today. She nice. is off doing important Cartoon Network stuff. We allowed to mention that? Sure. I'm going no further. That's all I'm going to mention. <laughs> we already know she works at Cartoon Network. If you listen uh, to the show, you'd know that. We do, uh, So instead of having a Cartoon Network uh, person here, we have a Cartoon Legend here. That's correct. We're Capital here joined in studio by Bill Ratner. The Dexatrim is wearing off. <laughs> I went into a CVS and it was a closeout. It was dated 11, 11, 11. I thought, well, that's six ones. It's a good hand. <laughs> Turned out it was the expiration date. <laughs> but I'm okay. I'll be just... just, just I say, you just got to make it another 40 minutes or so. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And we, are, we, we had to decide which episode do we do with, with the voice of Flint... Mm-hmm. Bill Radner. And the answer is, of course, the episode with Flint's name in the GD title, Flint's Vacation. How very, very exciting. And, and Yeah, and then I asked you a really a silly question. I said, is this the one where he puts the sunscreen on Lady Jane? That's said, correct. Said, uh, no, it's no. not. I went, all right. It's just I wanted to think about that episode. <laughs> no, no, let's just let's just take a moment and think about Flint uh, applying sunscreen to Lady J and just have a moment for us. That's, yeah, that's we can. It's yeah. on the, it's on the roof of the headquarters of GI Joe HQ. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful day. They're having a little R and R, and she says, "I think I need some sunscreen on this shoulder, Flint." And that was that was the beginning. We already discussed how this. That's right. Developed a child who was illegitimate. And yeah, so, it was the beginning yeah. of a kid. But that doesn't happen in this episode. This episode is much more serious. <laughs> I still well, think Flint and Lady J get get it on in this. There episode. was definitely there was a there was a little bit like, oh, you're going away for vacation, right? Just remember me, and let's you know, you know so I'll 
be thinking of you. But he goes by himself. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And yeah. she's insanely just, she's, we'll get there. But uh, <laughs> we open the episode opens, and here we are in the blissful suburbs. This reminds me of uh, idyllic town, USA. Mm-hmm. Could be anywhere in the Midwest, but isn't because it's a coastal town. And uh, we get the G.I. Joe theme song done in a really soft tempo. I really appreciated that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, back up real quick. This episode was written by Beth Bornstein. Oh, yes. Um, and it's a little bit unusual because a lot of the writers tended to be like, were there. They did. Uh, they did. Uh, uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, did the whole jam. Um, she did do some. She did like one episode. She did two episodes of G.I. Joe. Nice. Um, she did one episode of My Little Pony, one episode of Transformers, uh, one episode of Silverhawks and Jim, Thundercats, Doug. Um, so, like, she uh, she's kind of like a freelancer. I feel like this, honestly, this episode's a little better than uh, I'm kind of used to. Really? Yeah. I liked it, too. Now, did you do any voices for My Little Pony or uh, Trans? Did you get any of those? No comment. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. I recognize that. Is that Princess Sparkle? Oh, no. It's Thunderpants. <laughs> oh, you're riding over a rainbow. No. no oh, my not. God. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. Now that we have that recorded, you have now. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> You're now a pony. Not a brony. Not a brony. No bronies. Oh, please. I understand juggalos more than I understand bronies. Let me just put that on the record. Um, But yeah, so we get the soft G.I. Joe theme, and we get this most stoned paper boy. There's a freeze frame I got a picture of. Actually, let me... This is... is, I I feel like uh, this is that sort of image of suburbia. Uh, Once you've moved to the big city... Uh, you just assume that everybody looks like that. <laughs> this picture will be on knowing his... Uh, his oh, goodness. This is a freeze frame, because I thought he looked weird driving by, so I... I he, he's got the look of sugar shock on his face. <laughs> <laughs> he has the look of somebody who... I don't know if he's just about to sneeze, yeah. or he's he just sharded himself. Like, he, something's happened He has the here. look of a baleen whale who is uh, taking krill into his mouth. <laughs> it, it will be on uh, uh, Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast as soon as you hear this. Assuredly. And... <laughs> And uh, yeah, and so the salesman is dead inside. He's just walking right. around as if he's he's pretty much given up, like the end of like Willie Loman at the end of Death mm-hmm. of a Salesman. Yeah. He's he's, this, he's given up. You don't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a leader of men. Uh, and then he has a near miss with the car uh, as the lady backs out of her parking uh, garage. Near and- miss or choreographed beautifully. It was choreographed beautifully. It's like the Blue sure. Angels, is what it was. It was like the was Blue Angels. Sh- Mm-hmm. This is Flint. No, this isn't Flint. This is just some rando salesman and a rando suburban mom. We're setting up the the, the town. The of, idyllic uh, town that they're about to go to. And uh, do you have a sound poll? Because his sound uh, on this one, it's it's good morning, Mrs. Harris. Uh, as she almost murders him and nobody cares. <laughs> good morning, Mrs. Harris. That man was just almost murdered. <laughs> so the lewds in this part of town are working. Yeah, Darva said it's got the it's got the D sound. <laughs> so I mean, you know, listen. Every time I have a near death experience, good morning, Mrs. Harris. <laughs> it's not not where I'm at. So it takes us. So we see this. We're like, that's odd. Mm. Something a little bit weird takes us to Flint, who is going on vacation. And as we said before, not taking Lady J with him at all. Uh, and what was he driving? Driving the most BA, like a $1 million ultra Maserati car. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, 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 a pff, convertible. Why could I not? I was about to say topless. 
It was a topless yeah. car. It was. We know where Chan's going as you're going to the, the bars after. There's a subplot that maybe we didn't know about. He was working for the Colombians at the same time. Right. He, was, he was serving America. Well, I'll only you you, you could uh, you could verify this right now for us. I could. Uh, I, I, I I won't. But I... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Flint's not making government salary. That's all I'm saying. Like uh, he was a Rhodes Scholar though, so perhaps he invented something it at some art. point. Yeah. In an earlier episode, uh, his his home is this condo. <laughs> That's right. In this gargantuan tall in the games uh, master episode yeah it it looked like it cost five million dollars in 1980s money yes oh it was crazy he lives at like the 32nd floor of like a basically a trump building he was working for putin when putin oh, was really powerful I like it. <laughs> yeah. when he was running the kgb <laughs> that polo shirt though I, I also i always like to see flint out of uniform because that polo shirt is um well at least he wasn't wearing the vest he wasn't wearing the vest like he was in the previous episode. Flint's uh, out-of-uniform costume choices suspect at times. <laughs> he likes sweater vests. California lifeguard. <laughs> Dashiell R. Flint. <laughs> uh, and then Flint, uh, Lady J starts asking him some probing questions. Sure. She's like, hey, uh, so who are you going to see? Because you're not taking me with you. What's up with that? Just curious. He's like, oh, I'm going to see my wife. I'm going to see, or not my wife. I'm going to, that'd be, that'd be something. I'm going to see was my, my brother's about family. the brother who's going to, was this like the stupid brother? Uh, yeah, Maybe. Yeah. The dumb one lives in the suburb and had kids. Ew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gross. What, no, what it feels like is like, because that first scene, um, everybody was just like drone walking to you know work. So I just figure like like when you move to Los Angeles, you figure that everybody who's back in your old hometown is that. Yes. Like, uh, I'm going to a drone job and I am right. going to have children. <laughs> so I figured like he was just like sort of embarrassed because like, yeah, my normal family, like his my brothers. Stepford people. Yes. yes, they are straight out. This this is the Stepford Wives, yeah. basically, episode. Mm. And But lay, the way Lady Jay's asking those questions, it's just like, who you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> who you going to have sex with, Flint? So, well, why doesn't he reveal it? Why doesn't he want to tell her? Well, he's, he tells her, like, it's my family, but yeah, she, well, she just keeps, she keeps probing. She's like, and, and <laughs> no one else? Like, that's the subtext I get out of it is, and your old girlfriend's there? Like, you know, like, oh, and, well, okay, we're just curious. Uh, but Lady Jay here, exposition master. Because she's just busting out with like, oh, you mentioned your brother before. Yeah, he's the one that lives here in this town and works at this job. An and experimental housing development. An experimental housing There's development. That, and she doesn't want to go. She doesn't end up going. I don't know if she wants to go. She's not allowed to go. She's not asked. <laughs> I don't think he asked her. Yeah. I think that I think this is kind of news. That's why she's chasing him to his car. She's got IEDs to cook. <laughs> Here's the thing: if one of them is going on vacation, the other one has to stick around to make thing make sure things are cool back at the base. But remember, even in the the Games Master episode when they were all both off duty as well, they weren't hanging out together either. So and how think, did that work out? How did that work out? Well, they were forced together by a, a terrifying toy man. <laughs> uh, but I think this is a recurring thing of Flint and Lady J. Maybe it's a work relationship. They don't hang out together in their own time at all. Am I on drugs or is it just my eyes? I can't tell. <laughs> I did this once before. I did. We, we, it was an episode of was it? I think it was a robot chicken, and around yeah. all the creators with Seth Green and all these people, and and I hadn't seen it. And we're looking at it on the screen, and I had absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> I, was, I was the most boring guest in the history of this show. Well, you, 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 you've already earned the nothing we're paying you. Thank you. <laughs> Up to this point. Any that. tiny thing you can add is great. There's <laughs> no worries at all. Uh, so we go over to Pleasant Cove. The name of this idyllic, uh, uh, what do they Cove. say? Pleasant Cove. 
somewhere on the coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Pleasant Cove. Because right. they have a submarine there. Welcome to Pleasant Cove. <laughs> I'm the mayor. I live at 123 Main Street. <laughs> I feel like everybody lives at 123 Main well, Street yeah. in this place. In, in, yeah. Oh, there's only 123 Main Street <laughs> in this place. But I believe you did the voice also of the newscaster who did that exact voice. Oh, really? I think uh, you're having a, a callback, a flashback oh, is, right now. This is good. Somehow my conscious mind is becoming conscious. <laughs> Let me see if I... Uh, you have a pull of that? Have it. Followed by a pleasant night. Back no, it's not true. I wanted it. I Seven wanted to it to the be. Pleasant Cove 7 o'clock news. That is you. There it is. There That's me. <laughs> so, for me. You know, it's just it's like muscle memory. It's just a reflex. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm right. like, I'm pretty sure that Bill was also somehow also the newscaster it, in this town. It's a smaller thing than making a field goal. You know, <laughs> Somewhere in the throat. <laughs> You got, a, you got an extra point worked in there. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then first, like, uh, uh, nothing happens at all. Now, why does Pleasant Cove get its own news station, I asked myself in the moment. It doesn't seem like quite a big enough community. Like, you know, Des Moines doesn't even get its own. Des Moines has WHO. Oh, Ronald Reagan goodness. was a sportscaster. Well, there it is. <laughs> this commercial message will be 60 seconds long. <laughs> And as soon as Flint shows up, everybody's like, hey, Flint, great to see you. Well, I guess it's time for bed. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody goes to bed 20 seconds after Flint gets in the door and leaves Flint sleeping on the couch. (laughs) So what do these people sound like? Uh, Chen, give us a poll. Yeah, this is is my favorite when uh, they just start talking simultaneously. No, you're You're always always welcome. welcome. So uh, how is everybody? Fine. This is. I I think I blocked this out, you know, (laughs) from my memory because this is my family. (laughs) This is very painful for me. But keep going. Nobody (laughs) wants. Nobody wants to visit that brother. Uh, No wonder you haven't seen him in forever. He lives in a cold place. (laughs) We're fine. Weirdest episode of the world. I, I my in my head. Uh, when they're totally not controlled by Cobra, they're still exactly the same way. Yeah. I don't think Flint notices the difference right away. Let's watch CSI. All right. Are we going to stay up till 1030? Mm. I'd rather have the vanilla taffy. <laughs> well, I have just written right here. It's just like, yeah, man, they're just like uh, millennials. Am I right? <laughs> just looking at their phones. Don't even respond to you. <laughs> you try to talk to them. You just update the show by just drawing in a phone in their hands. Yeah. Just exactly it's, the same. Maybe you could text me. I'll respond. <laughs> I'm like, but Flint shows up. He's expecting a goddamn rager to okay, happen I'm, right here he's like so uh what are we gonna do we're gonna stay up late and just drink heavily and smash something right a picnic a little picnic <laughs> and they're just like we're gonna go into bed i really wanted to kill someone tonight small hot dogs wrapped in bacon something <laughs> anything and so uh let's see he, here. he he calls lady J. he calls lady J. because calls her and says what's up was was this is weird <laughs> this is weird guys yeah lady J. I, I just need i just need somebody to talk to maybe i should have brought you with me <laughs> and she's like well maybe if you had called them yeah i told you earlier That's you should right. have called ahead Can you have some of this yes uh, <laughs> she gives him she gives him like the jewish mother guilt trip so how's pleasant cove well, my relatives were so excited to see me, they went to bed 10 minutes after I arrived. Hmm, it helps to call before you drop in. Oh, take that, Flint! That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's who she is. Too. Yes! Mm-hmm. My friend Mary, she's so <laughs> corrective. <laughs> I don't want to say controlling, 
You Wait, know. does does Mary live around here? We'll have to get her she's, on. She's, she's in Portland. She'd come Portland. down. Yeah. Oh, done, done. If she, yeah, hey, yeah. we'll 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 do it. We'll yeah. go to Portland. No, no, Chan, we're going to Portland. She's got a good phone. It's almost like you're there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, and so we uh, we get we get an outside shot of Flint's awesome car, which we've already brought up in this episode already. But geez, oh, Pete's, we got a picture of it. Oh, uh, I don't have a picture. Did you take a picture? Uh, I don't think oh. I have a picture of it. Ooh, sorry, Bill. We don't have a picture. Right. I'll I, just say I, it's orange. It's pointy. It looks like the Mach Five from who, Speed Racer. Who was the guy who made, made the new car that was, he was busted for cocaine and they <laughs> no more car? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, who? What did Elon Musk do something? Yeah. No. The no. Tesla or? With, with, it, it was like the old Mercedes and the doors open like this. Oh, the the uh, uh, the DeLorean. The DeLorean. DeLorean. Yeah. 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 Remember he he, yeah. he showed it to the world and then he got busted for a pound of coke. <laughs> Silly guy. Well, I, I do have a screen grab I took here of the phone that he uses. Ooh. And normally phones, you know, like one is uh, like, you know, ABC. Uh, this is how boring this town is. The phone's lettering only goes up to J. One letter per... <laughs> <laughs> per number. If you Either that or the illustrator, the animator was very tired. So again, you'll see this on the Facebook page. It's a visual <laughs> gag, but it's a good one. And that this is how boring the town is. The names don't even go past J. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, Flint's got a nightmare now. Flint's having a PTSD. He's running through a town uh, with just, like, nightmare around him. And Cobra Commander's a huge figure chasing him. And his brain hasn't been taken over yet. Uh, no. no. No, he's just having a freak-out moment. And oh. maybe it's something in the air. Or, I mean, I mean, maybe that's just... We don't know what these people do at night. Oh. Like, maybe he just... Every night, he goes to bed. I think it's every night. And, and, yeah, and Cobra Commander's like... Ah! So, but but he hasn't seen Cobra Commander yet. No, 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 no not he, even a little he's bit. He's a just having dream. a normal fever dream oh, in a normal life right here. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced it's just he has this dream every night. Like I'm just like he's running and running, and then he says, "I've got you in the palm of my hand." And he there crushes are many him. levels to this particular production. Yes, <laughs> Beth Borenstein. Go Beth. Heck yeah. <laughs> Get making wow. it happen. Just bringing in multiple worlds. Bringing in some levels, man. It's like First Blood Rambo happening right here. A dream within a nightmare. <laughs> That's it. Within a Hasbro production. <laughs> <laughs> and he wakes up, and it's morning time, like early morning. Probably, I'm thinking like 5 a.m., you think, Chan? It is, in fact, midnight. Oh, it's midnight. Because Cobra Commander me. told them all to get to sleep early. They've got to be at the dock at midnight. But still, so they're going to bed at like, what, 7, 8 p.m.? Something like that. They're not getting yeah. a lot of sleep is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all the people have just like f- like zombies. They've shuffled out of their houses apparently at midnight, and they're going to work is on this nuclear Flint submarine. Asleep? Yeah, uh, Flint was asleep, but he wakes up from the nightmare in the middle of the night. What is, do you have a, uh, audio from the nightmare? Uh, Probably. Yes. We're going to keep we're going to keep playing them for you. <laughs> <sighs> You just see lean back in your chair with the lights. <laughs> oh, uh, the Cobra Commander laugh. Oh, it's the best. It's flat out the best. So Flint reaches out to his family members like a dope. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, uh, it's me, Flint. <laughs> and then Cobra people start shooting at him because, you know, obviously they want their slave labor. Mm-hmm. Speaking of stand-up, Chris... The voice yes. of Cobra Commander was, was a brilliant stand-up. That's what Buzz told us as well, yeah. Crazy, I've never man. seen it. Crazy. <laughs> Did you ever hang out with uh, 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 Christopher? Uh, is there it was a dangerous proposition, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous, life-threatening well, reality around Chris. What, what was he like? To, I'm assuming you were around him a bunch. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, what, during, what was he was like a, in real life? I, he was kind of a shy, uh, hyper guy, you know, and... and uh, 
he and Destro would show up late for stuff, and Wally Bird scream at them, and they they oh, they just get all nervous and oh, let's, let's, let's just do it, let's do it, and then he'd come alive and, and I got a, I got a gig tonight at midnight. <laughs> so yeah, but he, on stage he was wild, wild, crazy guy. But yeah. in person, you know, a little sometimes high person, sometimes shy. Yeah, sure. I think you have to have that kind of a personality to really channel a character. Like a Cobra Commander, that, those kinds of personalities. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Many also the ones that'll the ones that'll like let your star burn brightly, but then be extinguished quickly. He'd, unfortunately, he'd, uh, sadly, he, Chris yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. At, at like age thirty six or something. Yeah, yeah. It's real downer, Bill. Jeez. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> you know, one of the Rolling Stones threw a television set out of a motel, hit him in the head, it was boom. Boom. Done. There it goes. <laughs> now, that's a great story right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Flynn reaches out. There's a huge chase scene, and um, he ends up running into town where he finds the sheriff's office. Sure. This has become a theme in a few episodes now. The Dreadnoughts have become cops. Yep. And I would say right now, didn't notice a difference. <laughs> he, the, you, If you hear... Australian accents in the corner in a place <laughs> where they should not be. You should know by this point they're dreadnoughts and that that's Zartan. Why Whoever are, you're talking to, that's Zartan. Yeah. Why are they always cops, though? It seems like that's their go-to like uh, foil. So like, how do they, they do. take over Flint's brain? That part I forgot. Well, we haven't quite gotten there yet. I just think it's weird that Zartan is the only one dressed in a costume. The yeah. only one pretending to be somewhere, someone else. So he's there as a big, fat, like, uh, uh, boss hog-like sheriff. He's got, his cape. he's got a cape and long hair. How does he hide that? Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. That's pure pure animation. The animators took great that. masks. Yeah. But then the Dreadnoughts are there wearing copy uniforms just as themselves, just sitting 10 feet away from where Zartan That's is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So what, at least you either all got to wear costumes or none of you got to wear costumes. I'm saying make a choice, Zartan. Dear Lord. So he ends up being like, oh, I think you're seeing stuff. Uh, oh, you're small. I'm a small town cop and you're a big town guy. You know, I forget the exact quote, obviously. But <laughs> All I, I know is he says, can I use your phone? The the chief of police, he says, can I use your phone? He just reaches over like you do yeah. to the chief of police. He's you like, know. Hey, can I borrow this thing? I'm just going to get all the new stuff. Can I get, look in your drawer? Can I just put it? Can I, can I see your chair? Can I, can I just go through just your files a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out. Well, <laughs> big release, uh, 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 you know, thing happens five seconds later. Oh, by the way, it's Zartan. In case you didn't know, the one guy in costume you don't recognize <laughs> sitting with a bunch of dreadnoughts. Turns out to be Zartan 99% of the time. Does Flint see this? Oh, 100% in front of him. That triggers mm-hmm. the second part of the chase right there. Oh! There it is. And they channel uh, one of my favorite cartoons, uh, Lupin the Third, as they have this great anime car chase scene like through town on the coast. They're shooting him, and uh, all the cars are they, just like crashing into each other like the Dukes of Hazard. They do a very specific thing I was noticing. I was like, They're like, you, go west on, on uh, Sepulveda Street. You, turn, go straight down Union Avenue. And they're like these really specific street names. I'm like, what? This is really odd. Jeez, what are they building towards? And then, yeah, and then they all... Come from different directions. They all smack into each other. Like, and what is right. Flint doing? Uh, he gets away <laughs> momentarily. He's got this cool car. He d- That's he, it. He does the uh, up on two wheels thing and uh, scoots right between him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, they, there's fish. There's a giant. They cra- buzzer crashes into a fish market. Mm-hmm. And then the one car does the every Dukes of Hazard. The one car on its top just spinning around slowly. Well, what about the what about his brother and his sister in law? They're working and on they're working at the Cobra base right now. They've all gone into the submarine, Bastards. which is going somewhere. They're going somewhere we haven't learned yet. So <laughs> then helicopters start chasing Flint because mere cars are not enough. And uh, Flint's uh, uh, car flies off into the ocean. Oh, and this 
Two million dollar. It's going to go up in price every time I mention it. <laughs> Eight million I mean, dollar car. It looked like a nice car. It did not look like a million dollars at a any Lotus point. Oh, DeLorean. Oh, it's yeah. It's every. It's everything of all of those, and somehow electric in 1985. <laughs> uh, but uh, Flint lives. He holds on to a, a branch or something. Yep. And uh, pulls like himself do. up and surrenders. Flint. He realizes oh, he could man. jump into the ocean and die or give up to Cobra. No, but he just knew that he had something up his sleeve. Did he have sleeves or was he wearing a short sleeve uh, shirt? I'm probably wearing not short sleeves at this no, point. He had I'm going to a polo shirt. shirt wearing on. that Izod shirt. Yeah, that's right. There was <laughs> a little <laughs> alligator. Right. <laughs> yeah, is that where you were going? Yep. Yep, 100%. We know those shirts. So a cut to a greenhouse where Baroness and Cobra Commander are having a spat back and forth. And do you have the poll here of Baroness, your sarcasm is irritating? Because oh, I love this line uh, more than words can express. Uh, <laughs> nice garden. You have a real green farm. Baroness, your sarcasm is irritating. Boy, it, here in L.A., working in with comedy people, if I could just like have that as like a go-to, like I could just play that clip over and over again, just talking with people, it would make my life a lot easier. That was Wally Burr's ex-girlfriend who played uh, Bad in this. Oh, is that right? She's one of my favorites. She's the best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, She's good. Yeah. We got to look her up. Who played the Bad in this? (laughs) She's a wonderful actress. Beautiful blonde woman. Morgan Lofting. Morgan Lofting. Yeah. Morgan Lofting. Oh, you found her before I did. Yep. Morgan Lofting. The beautiful Morgan Lofting. Yeah. Who was having a true dalliance with the director? Oh, the oh, scandal! Yeah. Oh, Hollywood. Yeah. No, no, no. She was a wonderful actress, and 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 uh, and she did. Uh, the, the, this is a classic cartoon character she was doing. Uh, yeah, well, she yeah. was basically doing uh, from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, uh, Natasha yeah. No Goodnick. That's right. That's right. Is essentially I, what I always figured the poll was from. Yeah, uh, yeah. But she really made it her own, though. This is no carbon copy. This is I. There's a reason why the Baroness, as far as like female hot nerd icons for life go, why Baroness is top three pretty much of all time, still today, of tropes that gives uh, nerds boners. (laughs) (laughs) Morgan, look what you've done. (laughs) (laughs) So Flint gets the tour of the facility. As Chan would say, like you do. Like you do. <laughs> if you're a Joe being brought to a Cobra base, the first thing they do is they lay out the fruit tray. Yeah. They take you around to visit everywhere yeah, that you might officer. want to invade later. Is he an officer? But he was a warrant. He was in, in some places called commander yeah. and then a warrant officer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was he? Uh, don't worry about that. His his status and rank changes based on the mission. Yeah. <laughs> He's well, getting promoted and demoted. You get just the fruit and will. cheese tray. You don't. You know. <laughs> and uh, Cobra Commander talks. He's, tra- He's basically selling it to him like Flint has a choice in this. Yeah. Of hey, and there's a great thing if you if you work really hard, we'll let you sleep. It gets down to the philosophical issues of free will. Does Flint still have it? Mm-hmm. We hope he does. <laughs> well, he does for another minute or two <laughs> on camera. Uh, one thing I say though, they, they'll actually like let you sleep. So this is better than working uh, at an Apple factory that makes iPhones. Ooh, there's also that sick one. burn me. <laughs> uh, well, what was the episode? The the sea monster episode. The bazooka saucy serpent, <laughs> where they you get sleep. Uh, it's where basically you're forced to mine gold in the belly of this sea serpent, and then every two hours for ten minutes. Uh, you, you go on coffee break, and all the workers just immediately slop down and go right to sleep, and then are shocked back awake again ten minutes later. No wonder they kept us away from the writers. That would have been a very dangerous, <laughs> you know, psychically draining experience. Well, they had all the really good drugs they didn't want to share yeah, with yeah. you guys. <laughs> <Just kidding. 
<laughs> oh no, we 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 love the writers of this show because the amount of drugs it must have taken to come up with half of this stuff would be enough to kill most people. The cartoon writers' wing of the Writers Guild was yes, they were always sort of walled off <laughs> from the rest. Well, they, they go between uh, uh, having these crazy great ideas. And then wrapping something up in 30 seconds with that, like, we assume that the buffet started where the taco truck pulled up, and they're like, ah, and, and Lady J kills him. Okay, taco time. And you run out into the next room, you know. Um, so, yeah, well, I just have it in here. Oh, apparently Bill's also playing the TV guy. Excellent. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there it goes. So Cobra Commander is now on TV. Uh, giving his big lesson to the world. Uh, they're in an underwater city, by the way. Just we just kind of like, by the way, that's where there they are. There are a lot of underwater cities in this show. Yeah, and he and he demonstrates like what could happen with their missiles that they're shooting right now, and it's going to devastate everything. Maybe you can explain this one to be science jerk. It sounds like North Korea today. <laughs> yeah, Kim a little bit. Un or whatever. Mm-hmm. Except he could never afford an underwater city. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> Well, yeah, we don't know great, what they're doing on Oh, my God, you guys. They have fake ones. It wasn't <laughs> in the right. Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's the weapon that Cobra Commander has pulled on us here? Well, here's the thing. Uh, it, supposedly, it's a defoliant that will destroy all vegetation on the Earth. And he's used these uh, before. What it's, a drag. It's a missile. It's a single missile that apparently defoliates the entire Earth. <laughs> uh, not really sure how that works. Uh, but they... <laughs> they uh, demonstrate it by shooting a rocket into a forest and then show that it has been, uh, you know, like completely decimated. Except if you shot a normal rocket, this is into what I a wrote forest, Yeah, that would that's what it would look like. What is this missile doing that a nuclear weapon wouldn't also do? Yeah, go yeah. green, <laughs> go green. And it didn't. Unlike the Red Rocket uh, Burger episode, it didn't even create a tree and a butterfly <laughs> like that one did. So, um, uh, but I mean. Basically, the the the, uh, the main thrust of this is the uh, the brain control. So whatever whatever crazy weapon Cobra yeah. Commander also has in his plan is not going to work anyway. Yeah, Cobra. So, but this is yeah. just it. Cobra Commander does this so often in the show is he has the weapon that will conquer the world in his hall in his palm and then uses it to have a bad idea. <laughs> So it's like he's got the thing that takes over the world. Subliminal messages create slaves and takes over the minds of people, Flint included. So it works on, unlike the previous mind control devices, this one works on strong-willed G.I. Right, right. He always had the, like an Achilles heel yeah. mm-hmm. in every episode, mm-hmm. which is basically idiocy yes. yes, or psychic confusion. Well, he's got the win right here in his hands, and he goes, cool. So now that I have this thing, we're going to use it to put a missile <laughs> Right, right. To, to get, build a missile that's not going to work. That's how we're gonna. And he gives people a weird eight hours. Mm-hmm. He gives them eight hours, and and Flint's been taken over by now. And that's how we discover where he's at because Flint is walking by in the background of the Cobra Commander broadcast with like a big bag over his shoulder. You know, <laughs> off to the mines we go. And and, and does they see this at Joe headquarters? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, right oh. there in the message. How many times does he have dumb stuff that gives him away in the background? Learn how to green screen, Cobra Commander. Yep. Yep. It you would have taken over the world eight times by now if you just had a <laughs> goddamn green screen. So they see Flint, and it brings the Joes. Well, all of a sudden, Lady J says, hey, wasn't he going to Pleasant Cove, this very specific town <laughs> that isn't very big, and we know where it is? Huh. Ah, huh. let's put I two and two together guy. here. So this night. 
Yeah. And so Lady J and Breaker, uh, they they break into a communications area here, uh, and they, they, they go to Pleasant Cove with the rest of the Joe team, and then they find out what's going on because, you know, we're running out of time in this episode. We only got about five minutes to go before the end of it. There was a lot of exposition. So it's a, a normal episode of G.I. Joe, you know. We got to have the Act 3 fight that'll happen and with 30 seconds to go, and then we'll wrap it up and we'll be good. I just noticed at this point uh, they're attacking the uh – place where the satellite dishes are That's right. shooting out the rays. Well, they notice the satellite dishes um, are pointed down. They're right. not pointed up. Right. Uh, I just noticed that the Cobra uh, soldiers, those poor guys have to wear skin-tight outfits. Like, most of the Joes don't have <laughs> like to do strippers. that. Like strippers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like In Lycra. It just it, they 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 look like they're aerobicizing. It just seems really unflattering, and I feel bad for the cobra soldiers. Well, that's why they wish they could be in the alternate dimension where the lady cobras don't even have to wear pants. Oh, there is that. <laughs> there is. It that. could be worse. They the, the cobra soldiers <laughs> could have to wear bikini briefs and just like a some a halter top. You guys are a veritable font of information. <laughs> We've been doing this a little bit. You know? uh, Deep Six shows up, and he's basically me on the L.A. Underground pun board because they start making jokes around him, and he just explains why those jokes don't make any sense whatsoever. Uh. And I appreciated it a lot. Do we have that poll of Deep Six um. uh, ruining the party? I think that guy's really out to lunch. No, he regularly eats at headquarters. He wouldn't be out to lunch. In a figurative sense, he regularly eats. And of course, and I appreciate Deep Six now on a level. I heard of Neil Ross in there, but who was Deep Six? Who played Deep Six? Oh, Hal Rail. Oh, Hal Rail, the great Hal Rail. Of course. I don't know who Hal Rail is, so please. Well, let's tell tell us about Hal Rail. Hal Rail was the voice of the Keebler Cookie. Oh, is that right? The Keebler Elf. The Keebler oh, Elf. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. crap. And and Deep Six. I can't even picture yeah. those two together <laughs> on any level. <laughs> Sorry to blow your cover, Hal. Oh, that's great. <laughs> You're a very talented guy. Well, Deep Six, is, as we've learned in the show, is not one for really understanding this thing called human contact. <laughs> and he's not a very popular guy. That's why they put him at the bottom of the ocean. Here's a question. Yes, uh, Just looking through IMDb, and it's probably just because IMDb's yeah, sort of sketchy, and you have to you know right. uh, submit your own stuff. But like, there are a couple people like actually uh, you can't. They're, uh, uh, they change that. They they get it from production reports. Oh, because you, guys, little known thing. I was also you, a voice on GI Joe because I put myself. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Right, no, otherwise people would make shit up. So no, they yeah. they don't let you. Uh, you can put stuff on your resume. Mm-hmm. But you can't add uh, television shows. See, I always appreciate that about IMDb is you get all these extras, and then they put the, they put themselves in like background of Walking yeah, Dead as like yeah, exactly. as like <laughs> featured zombie or some bullshit that isn't real. I I wish that the uh, woman who had sued about the her birthday, oh yeah, forty five. I wish she had won. <laughs> yeah, because I was born in nineteen twenty. Oh and, my goodness! Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, You're 96 right 100, now. 106 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'll tell you the wonders of Nivea cream. Well, you know, you know what they say: uh, the voice is the last thing to go. So you still, you still got it. That's the good thing. Kenny Holiday, Keen Holiday, Kenny, uh, Kenny uh, played Roadblock, uh, and as most of most fantastically, of people, I'd all add. Uh, on here, like have multiple voices. Like you, yes. They list all your voices, you know, like the the truck driver and you know all right, this. Right. But he only has Roadblock listed. Did he? Did he? Or did some people only do one voice? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it, it depends on what it, what they needed. You know, mm. if there were extra voices, they would just say, "All right, go do this, do this, do this," and and he may have done it and not been credited. You're not uh, paying yeah. the extra. You know, 
Okay, so just what's well, also if you have a very distinct voice and maybe that's like the one thing that you do, you might not be asked exactly. to do all right. those other guys. Right. I mean, again, we Keon still probably wouldn't have done a whole bunch of voices, right? No. Yeah. yeah, he had a distinctive voice. Yeah. yeah. Well, so did Arthur Burghardt, Destro. Arthur Burghardt. Yeah. Except we've seen <laughs> we've seen him play co- random Cobra Soldier, and it's like you're just Destro. You're not even trying. It's just your same voice. <laughs> he he had a role in Network, the movie Network. Is that right? Brilliant. Yeah. He, oh, he played, I, don't uh, I don't remember that at all. He played like a, a, a political activist, and uh, he was just fabulous. I'm I just sent an email. Arthur, That's great. I just saw you on Network. The movie made 40 years ago. <laughs> How are you doing? We're trying to actually get Arthur on the show. Not to out him at all, but like if, if you know him, let him know. Like it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he's been, he actually reached, he's actually wonderful. He reached out to us. He just doesn't have the oh, time good. right now. Yeah, no, he's a uh, We guy. just got to make it happen. I'm like, dude, we'll come to you. Yeah. We'll come 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. We'll do it. I think he was one of the two or three voices that made it to Canada with Deke. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, back at the show. Uh, Back we have ranch back in hell. <laughs> back oh. in psychic confusion. So, yeah, so uh, Breaker says, bring the dartboard that we throw at that has Cobra Commander's picture on it. We're going to need it for this special plan that I have. As they figure it out, every 20th frame is Cobra Commander and when at, of the local news. So when added all together, it's Cobra Commander saying, you're a slave now, go work for Cobra. And people are like, cool, it works. It's like the Seagram's ads in Playboy magazine in the 50s. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Sex. Yeah. I- I do enjoy seeing uh, some of these things crop up because I remember in the 80s, like, subliminal messaging. Uh, it was the devil, there's, yeah. There's satanic music, or and then there's people putting things in commercials to make you do stuff. And then, like, a few years later, like, oh, th- that's not a thing. It was all bullshit. That is not, that one is one not guy forged a study. Now it's Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just does it by telling you. He doesn't even, he doesn't yeah. even hide it. He's the opposite of subliminal. <laughs> he is uh, we- a book. Wait a minute. What's a book? P- uh, 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 a liminal? Sub and... And po- superliminal, uh, superliminal. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I got what is superliminal? It's the opposite of subliminal. So instead of being underneath uh, the surface, top, it would be on top of the surface. Donald Trump is overwhelming. One hundred percent. He's not superliminal. He's not hiding he's his racism. He's like, I am a racist. Like, <laughs> Helps, right? Uh, and the guy in the toilet bowl, uh, uh, he was superliminal. With yep. a little boat in the toilet. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Really? <laughs> he never right worked again top. after that commercial. <laughs> yeah. Well, we learned a thing about the G.I. Joe toys now, that the hovercrafts, the whales, um, when missiles are shot at them that are homing missiles, mm-hmm. have vertical thrusters, which shoots <laughs> them straight up in the air, off the water completely, so the missiles can go right underneath them and hit something else. The Ow. things you learn... <laughs> The G- I don't think that's a thing, Chan. You're the science expert I, here. <laughs> Even before that, they were like, uh, um, uh, the dreadnoughts are like, get, uh, Zartan tells him to load the torpedoes. Got it. Like, fire the torpedoes. Like, no, we have to aim them first. Aim the torpedoes. Sure. Right. And then immediately afterwards, we find out that they're homing torpedoes. Yeah. Why would you need to aim homing torpedoes? Well, he they- just wants to be thorough. <laughs> Well, the laws of physics really don't apply here. I mean, well, the world of physics and G.I. Joe are often tangentially you know, next to each other, right. if not uh, interceding. Uh, so a great moment happens here on the show where G.I. Joe uh, Hovercraft shoots uh, a Cobra Moray 
and then in the back, blows it explodes, up, bang. and then all the Joes are like, "Yeah, we did it, we did it!" Celebrates way too early, like first first blow up of the episode. Right. It's not going to be the only right from behind. <laughs> another missile blows out the GI Joe vehicle, oh. so all the GI Joes are sinking, and all the Cobra people. Hey, we did it, we did it, we did it. <laughs> At which point, uh, a missile blows up the, G- the second Cobra thing, and we find out that apparently Lady J has taken over the nuclear submarine by herself and has been piloting the entire. Fortress nuclear submarine. Mary, I love you, baby. <laughs> How does she yep. solo work a nuclear yep. submarine? No, that you is need a... a crew of like 150 people for this. You marry that woman. Yes. The one who can take over a Cobra submarine, pilot it herself, shoot down a Cobra Mori with Baroness in it. That is. So, a you wonder word. why that character is still popular. Yeah. Mary, I love you, baby. Bill, I got to ask the question. What does she have to do to impress Flint at this point? <laughs> ask for more sunscreen. Oh, there it is. That's the secret right there to a healthy relationship. Sure. Sunscreen application. Uh, and then we're right here. We're at the end of it, right uh, Right at the end of the episode. Uh, the G.I. Joe tries to go into town where all the mob zombies are attacking them. And they're like, don't hurt them. They're innocent people. I mean, how many times have innocent people got their asses kicked on this show? Now suddenly we care. <laughs> I, mean, I guess now they, they could be Flint's family. Yeah, one of them is Flint. Uh, they and said Flint is still messed up. Yep. Yeah, and Flint is now here. He attacks Lady J, and we're just like, oh, Flint's here. He'll help us get through. This. No, he will not. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Uh, because this is this is impressive as hell. <laughs> Flint, have you gone nuts? That is Flint going nuts. Yeah. That is Flint what? off his rocker. Where did that come from? That was me and Mary in Halloween 1983. <laughs> <laughs> Just outside Bob's Big Boy in Burbank, California. <laughs> oh, that wow. is a wonderful establishment. Art imitates milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we find out about the... So there's... Uh, oh, yeah, civilians deserting because they turn off the subliminal. I'm not sure that's exactly how subliminal Turn off the works. subliminal. <laughs> turn off your subliminal stuff. And all the people just suddenly are like, oh, we're good now. Now that those yeah. rays weren't being pumped directly into our heads. Again, Cobra really had something here with this device. Yes, people ate a lot of carbs, you know, <laughs> kept them strong. <laughs> and what I appreciated it is in the animation, uh, all the townspeople start leaving the Joes in the center of town, except for one dude... <laughs> Who's still grabbing at somebody in the animation? And I'm like, okay, everybody, go back to your homes. Except Chad. Chad's a dick. <laughs> Chad's got something to prove. So I love this underwater city. I can't leave it. That's it. And basically, the episode ends. Like, uh, we, we, everybody's happy. Uh, they high five. The subliminal message of rebellion. Am I, am I missing something here? I, I stopped taking notes at this point. Did you? <laughs> I think you may have seen a shortened episode because there's still a bunch more after. Oh that. well, Chan, why don't you let uh, me know what's going on? <laughs> I probably saw it, and I just didn't write notes for the last two minutes of the episode because I, I hit page three, and I'm like, this episode isn't worth. You four ran pages. out of ink. <laughs> I ran out of Ly- Detroit Lions 2004. Well, <laughs> <laughs> or trivia cards. Flint ends up. In the airlock. Yes. With oh, Lady that's right. J, Excuse me. You're right. With a sign over one that says to ocean. To ocean. Sign over the other that says to city. Oh, I did write so that down. So we know down. which is which. <laughs> uh, and Cobra Commander starts telling them, uh, Do it. close the door and open the other door so that they get flooded and you both die. Um, Please do that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but then the uh, the subliminal stuff starts wearing off. And he's like, where where am I? Where am I? Um, so if I wanted to see this episode forty three, I'll send you mm-hmm. a link in the little in the little uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, the, the, who was the company that released 52 episodes in a little well, Sunbow. trunk? Sun, uh, uh, no, no, not, the, not the, the, the who made the DVDs. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 I want to say that it's it's the, Rhino. You can find yeah, them on Rhino. Amazon. Rhino Video. Rhino, okay. Rhino Video. Good mm-hmm. pull, Chan. Yeah, good call, Chan. And, and they came out with this cute little trunk you know, yes. mm-hmm. locker. Yeah. Foot locker. So if there are 52 episodes in there, this would be number 43. I could find it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And what's it called? Flint's Vacation. Oh. It is course. a good episode. <laughs> I mean, it's the only one I believe named after uh, your character. So I, I figure that. that's, that's the pull. <laughs> and that. everybody should go home and watch it. Like, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, watch it. And then listen to this episode again. <laughs> we need the hits, but guys. But how does one watch it if you don't collect the DVDs? Uh, again, I'll send you a link, Bill. We've, thanks. We found some free and we found some sites right. online. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say that's how we watched it. This is where the Hasbro be... <laughs> ad should come in. That's right. By the way, guys, go on Amazon and buy the Rhino box set. Like You should you totally do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I may have every DVD of G.I. Joe uh, at home right now bootlegged from eBay from 15 years ago. <laughs> For like $30. But don't worry about that. Buy the one on Amazon. That's the one. I think it might actually be cheaper now to it get it. It might actually be. That's why I think it's $50 for season one. <laughs> I may have looked it up uh, 50 myself. bucks for season one? Yeah, and it's like I another think, 35 for no, season No, I think it's two. the whole thing. For 50 bucks, you get the whole shabam. That might also be true. Or you can buy them on iTunes. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. ways to do it. Daily Motion is a great website. You can or, get them off iTunes, yeah. individual episodes? Yes, yeah. you can. Really? Yeah, or uh, 2 B T V. Two ninety nine or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. Buck ninety nine a piece? Buck ninety nine or something like that, yeah. Oh God, thanks, Steve Jobs, <laughs> for keeping us alive. But I mean, you're not going to see any of that, so who, you know, may as well bootleg no, it, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Two cent residual. Yeah. Uh, however, you're seeing the show. Thanks. That's yeah. all I would say. Thanks for watching. But totally go buy it. <laughs> uh, this message brought to you by your friends at Amazon.com. Amazon.com. We own you. Why are you still fighting? Okay, back to the episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we have the airlock moment that happens. Yep, uh, he breaks free just in time. The door, the the latch is about to open. He pulls his hand off. Lady J uh, shuts it and and, and does the latch again. Yeah, because they don't want an accident to happen at yeah. that point. No, 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 no. That's bad news. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, um, uh, bazooka and and oh, that's right. Who's his face? Who's breaker? His breaker. Yep. Um, managed to interrupt the subliminal uh, message right. by With putting the dart up board. the dartboard, which is also a face of Cobra Commander. Yep. And they're telling everybody, uh, Cobra, Cobra Commander's a dick. Uh, yes. Everybody, take off. I think they actually oh, say that on the episode. He's no, a no. dick. <laughs> okay, hold on. Ignore, ignore Cobra Commander. He's a jerk. Oh, there we go. He's a okay. That He's makes a, a jerk. Sense. <laughs> and then, oh, is okay. Hell rail. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and and then here, this is possibly my favorite line yes. of the episode. <laughs> because Bazooka so starts sticking his tongue out and puts his finger in his nose and his ear. He shoots the monitor. And he shoots the monitor. He's got a giant TV evil genius monitor set up. And as soon as they interrupt the broadcast and start like making faces at the camera... That is disgusting, and he blows up his own <laughs> device. He's so because he's Cobra Commander, and that's what he does. He's so self-critical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's... He was really upset by what Bazooka did, though. For the record, oh yeah, no, absolutely, I would be too. It won't make him kill Bazooka next time he captures him, mind you, because he'll have forgotten by tomorrow. <laughs> but... Very neurotic character. Oh yeah, <laughs> we consider him the id of every twelve-year-old boy. Yes, like good. that's Cobra Commander. You yeah. know, it's just what we were all thinking without saying. Right, <laughs> Cobra Commander, and then the episode sort of peters out, though, right? Basically, like, the the city uh, floods, everybody gets out, and then they're just chilling. Uh, the underwater the city, yeah, yeah, underwater city, boom. Um, 
they go back to uh, 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 Flint's family. That's where right. They're like, hey, cool. You uh, uh, two weeks extra vacation to Flint got. Yeah, and, and Lady and, J still not invited to join them. Might I add? But they're all very expressive voices now. So nice to see you, oh, yeah. Dashiell. Do we have a poll in there? Is it still as monotone as I? I mean, it wasn't. It was better. <laughs> so you think Cobra's gone belly up? Nope. I mean, <laughs> nope. <laughs> a little better. A little better. They're yeah. still uh, still pretty boring people. Got some feeling. Very alive. Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely alive. Nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're done. And then yeah, and then basically he yeah. says, uh, uh, "I don't want the two weeks off. I want to go back on duty where I can get some peace and quiet." Ah, zing! Boom. Take that, people of Pleasant Cove, and go to a plus fifty sunscreen with Lady J. That's it. Heck Lady yeah. J's there, mm-hmm. and it's time to get it on. Love her <laughs> morally and ethically. Yes, and that's the episode, everybody. That's Flint's vacation here. Uh, thank you so much, Bill, for joining us, Bill. Uh, if there's any other things you want to plug right now, do you have any like shows coming up? Any venues you want to plug? Amazon.com. Parenting for the digital age: the truth about media's effect on children and what to do about it. By Familiar's Press, written by Bill Ratner. So, guys, not only go on Amazon for your G.I. Joe DVDs, people who bought this also bought <laughs> this book. Parenting for the digital age. The truth about me is make no children. What to do about it? And who wrote that again? Bill Ratner. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, until then, we got some contact information for the show. Please go on iTunes. Give us five stars. Yeah, uh, we need star. it. Uh, Chance, stop it with your one-star bullshit. Two stars for this episode. Two stars for this one. If five people it. give one star, that means five stars. Exactly. Chance, you have to do it five times. I'm, I'll do five. Volume. Thank you for uh, doing five, Bill. We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. If you give us a review, now we're real. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'll get us, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast On Twitter, we're at G.I. Joe Podcast. Uh, individually on Twitter, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I am at where the hell am I? I think you're at Bill Ratner. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, Bill Bill Ratner, artist, actor. Uh, actually, there was a Chinese website that the, the, the Chinese were doing this a couple of years ago on Facebook. They were cloning uh, oh, public, really? public figure pages. Ooh, and, uh, and you got one, and I got one. Oh, it was Bill Ratner. <laughs> Actor director. I'm not an actor director. I've never directed anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and so I tried to I tried to log out of it. And it logged out in Chinese. It logged out in, in kanji Gosh. characters. Oh man. And uh, I called my my Mac guy and he said, Well, they, they just think you're cool in China. So what are you talking about? <laughs> and and I, I finally I got together with Facebook. I yeah. emailed him. And somebody actually a live human being emailed me back and said Oh uh, no, we we we'll take this down. Yes, well, there have nice been instances of this where uh, I had to prove intellectual property. My 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 photogra- no. photograph of the half naked lady neighbor next door was <laughs> my intellectual property. I owned it. It's my photograph. <laughs> that's my art. But yeah, no. So so you never know which one. Well, that's awesome. You never know if you're an wow. actor, director, or a <laughs> caterer, disc jockey. You know? Yeah, I'll say right now the that Chinese. They haven't done that to me. <laughs> and correctly so. Oh, gosh. Well, guys, tune us in next week. We're, I don't even know what episode we're doing next week because uh, it is what it is. But, uh, Bill, thanks again for joining us. Thank and, you, uh, gentlemen. You guys have a beautiful night. Knowing is half the podcast. <laughs> Good night.
Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host, Nave, and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. And oh I was my just, god. Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co op partners.